Hey, how are you guys doing out there? Uh, we're going to be talking about getting sober, God, um, prophetic, uh, anointing, the word from God, and just whatever the Holy Spirit leads me to talk about. While we're on here, I'm trying to get this music to um, turn down right now, so just bear with me just a second. My computer is not wanting to cooperate and um trying to go on facebook here i was gonna see if i could do a live audio and they have changed the <laughs> layout of, of facebook right now so it's been a while since i did a little podcast and as you know i'm not any kind of professional podcaster i just um i have a passion for people Knowing the truth and, and helping them go forward in life with the truth to be free of the things that are holding them bondage in their life, creating anxiety and fear and and lack and 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 where they're stuck in darkness. Because I've I've been stuck in darkness for a long time. And the Lord so graciously, graciously by scaring the hell out of me, <clears throat> brought me out of that, and so I'm just like, Lord, if I, you know, if I can just share what I know, what you've given me, um, with anyone, and help anyone, I mean, that is what it's all about, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he's already did everything that we need on the cross, so, amen, help me, um, do this. So with me getting sober was kind of messy, you know, I had to work. I was a single mom, I still am a single mom. Um, I had to just let a lot of things go. I don't know if I'm going to do this. Um, it's live right now because if I can just do audio. Okay, so anyway, um, you know, I had to work, and it did not feel good working all the time. Um, God wanted me to keep putting one foot in front of the other. I mean, literally, just keep going no matter what. And there was days that I felt like I was, you know, so heavy and so tired. Um, so I was coming off Suboxone, and I was working nine, ten-hour days waiting tables, uh, we didn't get breaks there, and um, I quit smoking, and I was still having to come home and take care of Katie and push mow the yard, we were at a little humble abode, and so, it's, and, you know, life didn't stop because I was getting sober because he called me to come off a of Suboxone, I had to learn how to just go through it, I had to go through it, you know, and for like a year, you know, my dishes stayed in the sink. They didn't get washed. I didn't get bugs. You know, praise the Lord. God help me. The main key was to keep praising Him. And that's how every battle, um, I made it through this far as to turn my TV off. And 
And literally, we did not watch any TV for the first couple of years going through this. And I let my daughter, who's now six, almost seven, watch DVDs, um, you know, maybe for an hour a day. Or maybe sometimes more than that if I need more time with the Lord and I'm just having one of those days where I need a break, you know, because single moms, single dads, single grandparents raising their grandkids don't get breaks. So, I mean, God, I always say, God, you got to fill in the gap from my intentions and what actually happened. <laughs> and that is the grace of God. That's what the grace of God is for. That is what his presence is for. And um, so, praise the Lord. And when I was getting sober, I didn't do, I didn't keep up with everything. Because my number one goal was to spend time with God. I had to spend that time in worship. I had to spend time in worship. I had to go to church. I had to do that was above everything. It still is above everything. Sometimes I slip and, you know, my flesh gets in the way. And I do the things that I want to do. Um with more emphasis than, than what God is wanting me to do. And I always pay in some way. I always pay. I always pay. But I, I wanted to encourage you, if you're like getting sober, or the reason why you quit, um, you, you fall off the wagon, is because things aren't happening for you. Life isn't good and grand and awesome because you quit taking drugs or you quit taking prescription pills and you feel like crap. You know, and it's been a year, and you still feel like crap. And you're like, where is my good life that I'm supposed to have? You know, you're not going to be congratulated for doing the right thing. I'm going to tell you that right now. No one is going to throw you a party for living the way that you're supposed to be living. You know, we're, we, we think that as addicts, we want things like right now. We want things we don't like not feeling good. We don't like not looking good. We don't like not getting our way. Period. We want things our way right now. Our way or the highway. Pretty much. And so that's why we choose drugs or alcohol. Whatever kind of addiction it is. Gambling. Because we want to change our reality. We don't want to walk through what we're walking through. Um, so I had to learn. I had to learn that things had to be messy. That it was okay not to feel good. That it was okay that things did not get done around my house. And I had to be okay with that. And I had to be joyful in the Lord, knowing that it would get better. And I had to be okay with gaining weight. I had to be okay with that. I would not get sober, um, or I would get sober for a little while. But then when it came to that, I would always go back to using. I would always go back to using because... My self-worth was always in what size pants I wore and how I looked. And let me tell you, the Lord, anyone that knows me, knows the Lord had to wreck me from that. He had to wreck me from that. And I'm so glad he did um, because we are so worth so much more than what we look like. We have the power of the great I am living on the inside of us. And it doesn't matter what size you are, and it doesn't matter what you look like, 
You're, you can't have enough good looks. You can't have enough ability. You don't have enough ability. You don't have enough of whatever it is in this um, world uh, to measure up to anything that God has. And I'm not saying that in a negative sense. I'm just saying that your worth is in who He is in you and not who you are in this world. So, praise God He had to break me from that. It was all a process. It was a long process. I didn't want to. And I tried taking Suboxone a couple of times after my original, okay, I heard you, Lord. You said now is the time to stop. Because that's literally what he said. He says now is the time. Because I had been praying about it and I had tried, you know, coming off of it. And I would get to like day two of detox and it would just be, oh, my bones would be like, oh, and I couldn't deal with it. And I was eating all the wrong things and I was not doing the right thing. I couldn't do it in my own strength. But when he said it was time and I agreed and I submitted myself to what he wanted me to do, then it was under his grace and his power and his strength that I was able to praise my way through this detox. And and that's exactly what happened is every time I was in pain, every time I didn't feel good, I had to get up and praise him. And it went against everything in my flesh. It went against my mind wanting to lay down. I wanted to sleep my way sober. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We want to sleep our way sober. And it doesn't work like that. We have to learn how to go through some of these mountains. You know, this faith can move a mountain. But sometimes you got to, you got to go through that mountain. You're moving it as you go through the middle of it. Amen. Because I still had to be a mother. And I lost it a lot, you know, a, a, more than I wanted to with my daughter being ugly because those demons were coming out of me. But it's okay. I know God's going to cover that. I know God's got good plans. He called me to do this and He's going to cover that. And I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying I understand. I understand what people are going through. I understand where you're at, and the reasons why you go backwards, you don't want to gain weight, you don't like being lonely, because God wants to separate you, he wants to make you in his image, he cannot make you in his image when you're wanting to be around everyone else, and you want everyone else to make you feel good, he cannot make you in his image, you cannot be like more like Jesus when you want to be like so-and-so, you are unique, you have a special gift, on the inside of you that God needs to draw out and it's not going to get drawn out while you're taking all this prescription medicine or you're drinking and smoking and doing all these things outside of his will. But you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13 so, I would take a couple of times I took Suboxone because I always hit that wall, okay? We always hit a wall as addicts when we're trying to get sober. We hit a wall and we're like, okay, I'm gaining weight. I'm frustrated. I cannot stop eating was my thing. I had the hand-to-mouth um, addiction or motion mindset. And the Bible calls it a principality. And I've done um, 
shows, podcasts, teachings on Prince, and we won't go into that. But any of the healing things I have on here, um, and I'm on Podbean too. There's a lot on Podbean about healing and how the principality wants to govern us. Okay, and so it dictates our reality. It's like, I can't stand gaining weight. And I can't stand eating this much. I'm not doing this for God. I hate this. I'm going to take some more of this and go back to Egypt. Like, that's what the Israelites said. They was, you know, running from Pharaoh and his army. Um, and they were out and they, 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 Pharaoh's army got drowned in the Red Sea. Well, before that, they were at the Red Sea, and they're like, you brought us out here, we're going to die. What are we going to do now, Moses? We can't go backwards. There they are, and here's a big sea in front of us. Faith in God and submitting to God and just staying with God will part that Red Sea just like it parted for Moses. And he did it for me, and I know he will do it for you. But when you experience that wall, whatever that wall is, is that nobody likes me. I don't have the comfort around me. I'm not getting the attention that my addiction used to bring me. I don't feel powerful anymore. I'm not getting the pleasure of sex or whatever it is from my addiction. I'm not getting the, um, the, you know, alcohol a lot of times lubricates people to where they can deal with things. Um, drugs oftentimes make us feel like we're somebody, you know, important and special and we have something to offer the world, but all the time is creating a deep, dark, depraved hole in our spirit that requires more and more, you know, of this devil to to operate in us. And so it's just constantly taking. So when we try to get sober, we hit these walls. And it's through our submission of saying God it is painful. I mean, I remember sometimes in, in the early sobriety, just sitting. I, it, it always happened for me. I don't know why near full moons. <laughs> and I would remember going, oh, God, here it comes, you know. And and just sitting, like, in the chair in the living room, like, white-knuckling the night. And looking at my phone saying, I'm not going to say a word. And just let my daughter watch TV and eat whatever she, you know. Because... Those were once a month or whatever, however far apart, um, for the first six months or so. You know, those, it was hard. But I had to be determined. Because every time I tried to go backwards, I, I couldn't. There was Pharaoh's army there. The devil and all his army was there. So I had to try to take... Um, I, you know, it's a, it's a box, and then it would just get worse. And, and the Lord made it very clear. And they say that in recovery, too. You know, when you go back out there, it does get worse. Every time it gets worse. Every time you go back out. And and so I had to plow through and just go forward. However bad I thought it was, it was, was not as bad as being chained to that demon anymore called addiction called worldliness, called selfishness. And and so it took over a year for me, because um, I had a lot of other stuff going on in my trial with supernatural things. 
um, for me to get over the fear that God was actually working things out for my good. Because I didn't know God. And I was raised in church, but I didn't believe His Word. I didn't know enough of His Word. For one, I was never taught His Word at home. My parents never led a godly relationship. And so, I was void of knowing who God was. And so it took me a long time to really understand that he was working everything out for my good. We still have bad days. We we have this illusion that God is going to make everything just like peachy keen. And we're not going to have any problems. And that's not so. And really for the new creation, the new believer, you know, that is your time when you need to plow through um, with someone who is, experience in deliverance ministry because really that is what's coming against you when you get saved i believe all this stuff comes up for healing you know and it is a sin and it is um just wreckage from our our ancestors or parents and our own life that comes up for healing but it comes up as the mess that it is and so we're like, oh my God, I just got saved. I thought my life was going to get better. And here it is. It's a mess. Or I'm trying to get sober, Lord. I'm doing this for you. And everything is falling apart. But these are the things that, that are coming up for healing. These are the walls that we need to address and go through. And go through. And it's hard because it, cha- it, 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 it takes a different approach. We have to approach things differently. I cannot deliver myself from the enemies and foes that were fighting me in the spirit realm. And I couldn't get myself sober. I had to do what the Lord said. And he said, praise me every time. And it praised me um, sometimes a long time every day. And he has changed my mindset. And in three years, he has done more miracles than I can ever even remember. Um, in my life, changing me from a slave to a free person, to a, a daughter of the Most High God, who knows that my identity is in Him, and how valuable that is, and He's giving me the light to shine for Him that no one can take away, and it was at a, a very expensive, you know, the world was at a very expensive cost. That, that I praise him no matter what. And I praise him in the pain. And when I don't get my way. You know I know to praise him. I might fight him on it. You know and it's natural. He's not going to. You know that's the enemy in your mind. If you do something. Because the enemy's fighting you. And you talk to God. In a not so nice way. He's going to know. Where that came from. And that. That. So don't let the enemy, you know, keep condemning you because he's the, the, the condemner of the brethren. But to keep moving forward in Christ that it does get better. That it is hard. It can be hard, but God loves you and he is working everything out for your good because he says he is, Romans eight twenty eight, And that it is with a daily transforming of your mind, Romans 12 too and that's what he had me do was transform my mind and my mind must it was in the pit of hell um it was in a very very dark place i suffered with depression suicidal 
depression for a long time and all the addiction and everything had piled up so much sin that I was in a very dark place. And so the daily transforming of my mind, staying in praise and worship, God wrought so many miracles in my life and I know he would do it for you. So it does go against your your natural thought. This is not what I want to do. I just want to lay down. I just want to have my way. I just stay in prison where I'm at with this drug or whatever it is because it makes me feel better and I'm more comfortable. But all the while it is stealing something from you. And so I just want to pray with you. I know I jumped around a bit. Um, but I do want to pray before we end this. And um, I just want you to know no matter where you're at, God will do what he says he's going to do. We just want it now. We don't like waiting on God. And it, the word says, be still and know that I am God. And that is in Psalms. And I can't quote the exact scripture. Forgive me right now. Um, but be still and know that I am God. It does not mean go sit down and meditate somewhere. Although we do need to meditate on his word. But it means to quit striving. Quit striving for that job. Quit striving for that person who you think looks so good. Or makes you feel so good when you're around them. Or quit striving to produce the life that you have imagined for yourself. Um, and I'm not saying don't strive to be healthy. And I'm not saying don't, don't do the things that you know to do. But allow God to have his way. Quit calling all the shots. Quit being the driver. Let him drive your life. Give him the will. Not Jesus take will give it to him. Praise him for who he is. And when you do that, he will move. His hands will move on your life. But it'll be in a perfect way. And... Romans 12, 2 says that, um, where is it? It says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You may, you'll be able to prove the perfect will of God because it'll be right there. Because there it is. Because God will make it happen. He will split the Red Sea. He will pour water out of a rock. He will slay the giant. When you keep praising God for who he is, that renews your mind because praise lifts you up above the storm. Into the promise, it'll lift you up above the storm in order to carry you from your problem to the promised land. You will be able to prove the perfect will of God because there it is. But the Israelites, we get like them, we're out in the desert and there's no water, there's no shade, there's just God and this cloud, and we gotta stop when he stops, and we gotta go when he goes, and we only gotta eat manna, and we're tired of manna, and uh, we got the same clothes on, even though God's keeping our clothes from wearing out. Amen. And he's feeding us, and we have everything we need. We're mumbling and complaining. Is their first problem. And then 
they uh, started building golden idols, which is representation of we get tired of waiting on God. We don't want to. We don't want to wait on God anymore. We don't think God's moving fast. God, we we've just disowned Him as God. Basically, we threw Him down, and we're going to erect our own God, which is self. And we're going to say, okay, well, I want to go buy that car because God's not moving fast enough, or I'm gonna. Go ahead and marry this person because I'm such and such age and, and you know, someone else that gives me any attention might not come along. Or because God's not manifesting His promise in my life fast enough, I'm going to go back to this old job. You know what I mean? And that's what people have a tendency to do even in the church and in ministry. But be encouraged if you are to, to just stay with God. He will do what he says he's going to do in his word. He's not a man that he should lie. So I wanted to pray with you. I want to pray, pray with you that you are strengthened by his word that you just heard. By this testimony. And that when the hard day comes, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you bring to remembrance. That sorrow may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You can just hang on to that lonely, that, uh, not I me, mean, hang on to God. Hang on to God, and it's the finished work of the cross when the loneliness comes, when the darkness falls, when the anger and the hate and all those demons start raging in your flesh. Because that is what getting sober feels like. That you just bear down. And you sweat it out. And you know that brighter days are coming. And it is a repetitive process. And I pray that you have that strength in your spirit. That manifests in your flesh. To keep going forward. To keep breaking those chains. I pray that you have a vision. And you have blinders on for the Lord Jesus. And that you keep going forward. In his strength and in his, his might. For his glory. And that he reveal himself to you. He give you a hope. He give you a vision, and that you know that he's got good plans for you. And then, if it's not good, that he's not done in your life. And I pray that that you get on your knees more than you get on the phone. I pray that you get on your knees more than you go grab for anything else. I pray that you lift your hands and that you bring your heart to him more than you do anything else. And that 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 he reveals who you. He is inside of you and who you are to him. And I pray that he covers you right now in the blood of Jesus and he strengthens you to to know that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you but is by in his way in his time. I pray that you never give in and you never give up and that you know with God all things are possible and that you stay in his word and stay in his presence and I pray that you, that, that you Keep an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude. Attitude of gratitude. And anyone who listens to this that wants, I'm getting ready to um, hopefully finish this ebook on the blessings of God. And um, when I finish, I will do a recording with a download link available or give my email. Anyway, in Jesus' name, I pray that you are refreshed. I pray that you are enlightened to how he works and that, that 
that you can say, I can do it. You know, I can do it. I want what God has. Because riches and honor and glory are all His to give. If He's called you, He will justify you. And He will glorify you. When you submit everything to Him. And serve Him the way that He is calling you to. In Jesus' name, you guys have a good day.